This is the Goodfeller Show with Matt Gefeller. Extraordinary tales from ordinary males. It's a dangerous business going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. J.R.R. Tolkien What's up? Welcome to another episode of The Good Feller Show. I'm here with my brother, Nathan Gefeller. Nate, glad to have you here. Thanks, glad to be here. Gonna talk about our trip um, to Iceland. In 2016, we went basically on a weekend trip to Iceland. He called me like earlier in the week and told me that WOW Airlines, which is no longer in business, Ironic. Um, wow. Yeah, well, had airline tickets for $99 to Iceland. So on Monday, I found these tickets and called him back, and basically we decided to, to go on Thursday. And I got the um, rental vehicle because it's kind of spread out. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I guys. Every, I booked everything but the rental vehicle. But the rental vehicle. That was my mistake. <laughs> so this rental company I used, um, when we got there, the guy was asking for Matt. And so I said, yeah, it's, I'm Matt. So they took us in a van and said that, you know, the rental car is not here. It's at our lot. It's like, we'll transport you over there. So we get over there and it's probably few miles away and we get we get over there and turns out three o'clock in the morning yeah it was three o'clock in the morning turns out i'm not even the right matt it wasn't the right rental company so they had to take us back to the airport and when we got back to the airport thank goodness the other rental company car company was there because there was nobody else at he's, the airport he's leaving out out the part we were out in the middle of nowhere in a country we didn't know with people speaking a different language looking and was, at us deciding if they're going to dispose of us or just take us back to the airport whatever's easier for them that's a very real possibility i just seen the movie touristas so i was a little bit worried but yeah um we got the rental company car the right one got the car and we took off on our adventure yeah i should have got the uh, you know later on in the story I'll, you'll find out i should have probably opted for the extra insurance but i didn't always shoot from the hip i always 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 decline on extra insurance and usually that's the correct call except for this time we decided to do the golden circle that is a <laughs> touring route that starts off at the Golfos Falls, which is a massive fall similar to, if I had to compare it to something in the United States, I would say probably Niagara Falls. It's that big. It's really cool. We got some really cool pictures. And then we moved on to the, the geysers. 
Um, sort of like Old Faithful, they had a lot of geyser fields, only there nothing's roped off. You can walk right up to it. So we got some great pictures of the geyser going off. What else did we do? Oh, it was about the sunrise, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. I think we'd been up since the day before. Oh, we went skiing. That was later on that day. Um, we went to a couple other waterfalls. Oh, yeah. Four or five waterfalls on that trip. Yeah, there were a lot of cool waterfalls. One waterfall was behind a waterfall, so you had to go behind a waterfall to find another waterfall. Yeah, we went up the icy steps, and they were too slick, so we slid down them. That was about like being in the movie Frozen. Everything was frozen. All the steps, every little thing you could think of was covered in ice. But we ended up doing some skiing there, too. Not great. It was pretty icy. Very icy indeed. The whole basis for the trip was that I wanted to go to the ice caves. So in the summer months, um, all the winter ice will melt and it will run back to the ocean. And when it does, it creates these massive caves and you can hike up through there in the winter months. Skipped a couple days, but he went right for it. He was really excited about those ice caves. It's basically how. But we need to go back to. Um, we need to go back to a ski resort because they had these hot dogs. There, oh my gosh, those hot dogs were awesome. Which I know I hadn't eaten in about 48 hours since the airport in Baltimore. But man, they had this orange soda, and they had this hot dog that they put like turkey gravy on and some weird little crumbles. After it's like syrup. Yeah. Probably the best thing you'll ever eat. They call them pulsa. I'm pretty sure it was a hot dog. Well, I was just trying to tell you what they call them in the local language. Oh. Okay. Alright. Also, Golfoss. Little known fact. I don't even know if Matt knows this one. I got divorced two weeks before we went on this trip, so I just took my wedding ring and threw it right into the falls. Wish... What? Yeah. Yeah, a little bombshell on the podcast here. Yeah, threw it right in there. And everybody said, why didn't you sell it and get some money? And I was like, eh, symbolism. You got th- I took it to throw in a volcano, but then once we got there, I realized everything was frozen over and we weren't going to hike to the volcano. So I was like, well, second best thing. I just realized their hot dogs are made out of sheep. <laughs> yeah, fried onions. Yeah, they were really good. What's the, what's the sticky stuff? Room, what's the gooey sticky stuff you eat? Rumelade. Rumelade mm. sauce with the mayo, capers, and mustard. Love that, rumelade. Oh, man. Makes me want one. What's the, uh, what's the orange soda? What's their orange soda? That'd be good to know. Where's our tech guy? Can you look it up? Orange soda? I didn't have any orange soda when we were there. Oh, you messed up. I drank it basically everywhere we went. Orange soda. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it's Icelandic orange soda. It's really good. Oh yeah, Appleson. What's that? Eagles Appleson. Oh yeah. That's, that's it. That's good that's stuff. the orange flavor drink. Hey, we're pretty good. Yeah. Back to the caving, ice caves. He really likes to. Really wanting to get to these ice caves. We never did. Like I said, the whole reason we were going. Um, the problem is, um, we got about halfway to the Iceland, to the caves. We were staying in an Airbnb. And I probably should have got some better. I also booked that. I should have got some better directions. 
But about halfway there, their weather service issued an emergency um, state, uh, a blizzard state for the country. But we decided to push on and try to make it to the Airbnb in hopes that the following day we would able be able to go um, ice caving. Unfortunately, it got dark and they closed the road behind us so that we couldn't go backwards, so we had to go forward. We looked and looked and looked for this house. No roads, no lights, no well, stoplights. Someone decided to follow their map that got us off on a side road, like a sheep road. I didn't have service, with about so my map stopped. Maybe two foot of snow on it. And uh, snow banks you kept running over. I did have a few. I was eyeing him up, seeing if I could survive on his flesh for a couple days if we went off the road. We finally made it through that and made it to the sheep farm where we would be staying. And, uh, so we didn't end up staying at the sheep farm, but it was close. We did look at a couple stalls just to see if there was enough room. I kept getting out of the car, you know, knocking all the ice off the windshield and the, the scrapers, the uh, windshield wipers, so we could see where we were going. And Yeah, they didn't the work for some reason. And then I would kick my shoe around on things that we thought were driveways, so maybe we could turn into it. And, uh, I don't know, after about four hours driving in the pitch dark and blizzard, we found a... Saw a light. Saw this a nice light on. cabin with a note on the door. It said, welcome to fellers. Uh, there's coffee on the stove. <laughs> yeah, the hot tub was ready. There was hot coffee, and he had made all kinds of sandwiches and little delectable delights. It was pretty great, actually. It was like a little mecca, or like a little oasis in the storm the northern lights were supposed to be beautiful out there uh there were no northern lights to be seen with the storm yeah that was the reason i went going back to that though the night that we got there everybody went and saw the northern lights and said they were just gorgeous the best they'd ever seen and we were like well we're gonna be staying in a cabin in two days out in the middle of nowhere we'll just wait and see them then We'll just wait and see them then. That was that was a mistake. Yeah, chopped that one up for a loss as well. Speaking of losses, that next day when we were trying to go back to Reykjavik, I had to fill up with gas and the storm was still still going on. So my hands were quite wet when I was pumping the gas. And when I opened the door, the wind sort of caught the edge of it. And it ripped the door sideways. Basically onto the hood. Yeah, we had to pull the door off the hood and um, duct tape it to the um, side of the car and able to drive it. So at that point, every time that we went anywhere, I had to get out and run and shut his door. Like, actually run into it and, like, try to pin it shut because the hinges were basically bent in half. Tell them what we did when we got back to Regovic. Uh, let's see. Well, we couldn't go, so the ice caves got canceled because there was an emergency, like, shutdown, and you couldn't go on any of the roads. Um, so we sat in the hot tub most of the night looking at where the northern lights would have been. Uh, got up, had a nice breakfast. The guy didn't murder us out in the middle of nowhere because nobody else showed up. 
and uh, we decided to head back to the city because Matt had seen this uh, penis museum he had really looked forward to. Uh, <laughs> phallus, Phallus Museum. Phallus, yeah. And so we headed back there and he got his pamphlet, his book, and God, that we, one we whale. Spent the, we spent the remainder of the day with him just going through. The blue whale pictures. though, that thing had to have been six foot long. Uh, I know we had a sperm whale and a killer whale. It was, uh, it was impressive. It was not something I would have really wanted to go to, but he was like, I'll pay for it and, <laughs> like, just go and I'll give you extra money and we'll take you out to eat. And there's a cool, uh, bar called the Lebowski Bar. We can go there after. So I was like, okay, okay, you've hyped it up so much. Let's go see. Lebowski Bar charged, uh, four or five dollars for every transaction you made which it was in uh chronos or ruples or whatever currency there so we didn't know what they were charging us and, yes uh, icelandic cronin so that ended up being an expensive stop but the highlight of that is uh i spun the well the wheel of destiny and i landed on 10 free beers it seemed like it was 20. Maybe it was only 10. No, I think I spun the wheel about 20 times, and then we finally won 10. <laughs> but you had to pay for spinning the wheel every time, so you knew that. But it was good. It was a real good time. We learned a lot of different stuff. I think stuff. the last place we went, though, was the Blue Lagoon. What we should have done is flown in from the airport, went straight to the Blue Lagoon, and then went back to the airplane and came home. We not rented a car at all. So they have uh, geothermal water that comes up from the ground, has this nice light blue color to it, and it's about always around 104 degrees, which is perfect for hot tub. And facials. And facials, that's right. It's a, they've turned it into this very um, uppity uh, spa. You can spend the day over there. You can have swim-up bars and have swim-up facials and water fountains and everything. And even in the midst of winter, it's very relaxing to just swim around out there in the 104-degree temps. swim-up bar, though, I had yogurt. That was... I'd say that was probably my favorite thing about the trip. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say that trip, trip was? Would you do it again? I'd say any trip with you is a solid 10. <laughs> solid. Because <laughs> you just never know. You never know if you're going to make it out alive. There's always hope. If you get the chance to go to Iceland, check it out. Let us know what you think. Maybe go in the summertime. It's probably your best bet. Stay thirsty. Well, Iceland definitely did not disappoint. Land full of waterfalls and volcanoes and stunning landscape. Definitely a harsh climate to make a living in. If you ever decide to go to Iceland, you can get there from Washington, New York, and Boston. Icelandic Air provides daily flights from these cities at a reasonable rate. I noticed that the food was very expensive. Every meal we had was about twice as much as we pay here in the States. And 
probably because of the short growing season that they have. And with those harsh climates, it's difficult to maintain enough food for a population about 350,000 people. There is a noticeable sulfur smell throughout the country due to the high volcanic activity and geyser fields everywhere. There is a nice rotten egg smell basically everywhere you go. We stayed in an Airbnb and a very nice hostel as well. Both were cheap considering the price of food everywhere. Also, do not skip on the lamb goulash. It was excellent. The whole country is roughly the size of Kentucky, to put it in perspective. And even though we got caught in a blizzard, there are few highways, so it's really kind of hard to get lost while you're there if you stay on the highway and have good reception around Reykjavik and the capital. There are about 350 churches in Iceland. Most of those are Lutheran, about 67%. And while that seems like a good number from a Christian viewpoint, it is interesting that just a few years ago, the second largest religion in the country was a religion called Asatru. This is a modernized worshiping, pagan worshiping of the Norse gods. That's basically been a an old religion that has been asleep for about a thousand years. Right now, they are actually in the process of building a temple for the Astru worshipers there in Reykjavik. The land that they're using was actually donated from the city. So a little alarming, little little crazy there that um, something that old would uh, come back to raise its evil head. Matthew 28, 19, 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. It's great that there is a Christian presence in this country, but there won't be if we don't stay diligent, if we don't stay focused, if good people in countries such as ourselves don't push out missionaries and provide support for those missionaries and stay focused, it would be easy to lose the country to something such as Asatru. We've got to continue mission work, we've got to continue praying, and we've got to continue support for missions all across the country. I have a cousin in Berlin, Germany that's doing a great job there. I have another cousin in Africa and another one in China. And so that's been a blessing for me to be able to spend time with them and go see them. If you haven't been on a mission trip, I encourage you to go on one. There's plenty of mission trip opportunities available from various churches in North Carolina or the world for that matter. Uh, I encourage you to get involved this year, um, participate. If you can't go, maybe you can support someone that can go. I know our church will be returning back to Cuba this fall, Lord willing, if uh, the COVID restrictions allow. We didn't go, didn't get to go last year, but I know they've been going down there for about a decade. 
and supporting those people and missionaries and pastors there. Once again, thanks for listening. 